0: Okay, so little known fact, um, I like scary movies. (laughs) I'm not talking about gory movies or deranged killers. I'm talking about vampires, werewolves, zombies, which I gotta say makes sense because I am the generation of focus, focus and thriller. Um, And I'll admit that that one Will Smith movie with the zombies messed me up. I have this tactic I employ called the waffle effect. (laughs) And when I sense things are getting ready to get really scary or something's going to pop out, I cover my eyes with my hand, but I leave my hand splayed like this, my fingers splayed. And I view through like a little peek through. And then when the scary things happen, um, I shut my fingers real quick. It works most of the time. (laughs) and I definitely use that tactic during that movie. I feel like I kind of missed the boat on The Walking Dead TV show. I don't know if any of you watched it. I might be the only scary movie person out there. You know, I'll check the chat and see. Um, Hi, y'all, I see you, hey. Um, But yeah, I, I think I missed the boat on that one. There's like 10 episodes now, or 10 seasons rather, and that just feels really overwhelming for starting a show. But it has provided an all good fun some absent-minded uh, mental musings as I wash dishes or fold laundry about whether I'd survive a zombie apocalypse. And then I realized I kind of already was. We're all kind of out of our minds and bodies right now, just operating out of, out of rope, barely connecting to our, our beating hearts full of, of life, love, and, and very real pain. Even our check-ins with each other have become disconnected as we struggle to manage our own stresses, anxieties, depression, loss, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. When we look into the eyes of another, more often than not, we are met with the wall they built to protect themselves. We are greeted instead with exhaustion, with feigned presence that's absent of, of light and life. We meet just a disconnected body. Now, I don't know if um, I would survive a zombie apocalypse but I feel like I'm already living in one and I wonder if I've already become one. I'm not trying to be judgy. It's definitely well understood. It's been a hell of a two years and all the attempts at at, at self-care, all the endeavors to connect with each other, are harder and harder to hold on to by the time you enter year three of a pandemic. I find myself missing my great aunt Martha, Elizabeth Spells, my mom's aunt. We called her Aunt Bobby. I don't know why, but this, here's a picture of her. Hope y'all can see. That's her there. That's my Aunt Bobby. And that's her sister, Elsie e. Coleman. Auntie Great, we called her. Um, This was one of their retirement parties. I'm not sure which. I'd have to take the back off of this picture to figure that out. But my aunt Bobby was the one who um, would babysit us when there was no school and our parents still had to work or if our parents went on a trip or if they had errands, whatever. My aunt Bobby was the one who we stayed with. And when I went off to college, she bought me my first car so I could come home whenever I wanted. Uh, We talked on the phone to each other all the time. And uh, she'd always say, well, I ain't want nothing. I was just calling. Do you have those people in your life? Do you make those sorts of calls? Ones where you're not calling to say anything at all, but the call itself says everything. Do me a favor and share some of those names in the chat so that we can lift them up together. Like I said, I, my Aunt Bobby was the person that I did this with, but my brothers and I do this now. I'll lift up uh, Jeremiah and James the third. Let me see who y'all got in here. Who do y'all call? Let's see, let's see. Dean calls Dean's mother, Kath calls dad, Karen calls Kimberly, Ben calls Jackie, ooh, Cookie, another mom, Catherine, aunties in Venezuela, brothers, Lonnie, Betty, hey, Um, dad, Val, Natasha, and whole extended family, friend Trey, Jackie calls Rod, Diane calls um, her sisters. Y'all got Pete, Paula, Meanie, Bart, Todd, Rosenthal called her mom and grandmother when when she was little. Aunt Margaret, Clinton, Marion Burrell, Lynn and Jewel, their mother-in-laws, mothers, sisters. My mom's name is Deborah, Cynthia. I see your sister's name is Deborah. Somebody calls their fifth grade teacher. I love that. Come on. Parents, sisters, nephew, friend, Jess. I just called. Stevie Wonder, the prophet Stevie Wonder would say, I just called to say I love you. The author of this ancient hymn that I read earlier would say, um, I just called to say thank you. The Psalm is part of the collection that focused on restoration and return from exile. So that tracks. When you reach out to the divine, what are you calling to say? Um, author Anne Lamott says, there are three prayers we tend to pray, particularly during difficulty or hardship. Help, thanks, or wow. I'm sure a number of you have read her book, and if you haven't, it's worth checking out, but briefly, the help prayer is a surrendering prayer, the thanks prayer is relief, and the wow prayer is a prayer of praise and wonder. The Psalm says, on the day I called, you answered me. The line isn't specific about why the Psalmist was calling on God or what the Psalmist said, just that the call was answered. Sometimes you're not calling to say anything at all, but instead the call says everything. It was a result of the psalmist calling, the strength of their soul was increased. Now, did y'all hear that? It wasn't what the psalmist said. It wasn't even what God said. Consider with me, not the ask or the intent of the call, but the action, the connection. See, we know from the context around this text that this was a Psalm of praise and filled with hope, but stay with me on these two little lines. On the day I called, you answered me. You increased my strength of soul. We have here, I called, you answered. And as a result of that act, of, of this connection, is an increase of strength of soul. Anybody listening today feel like they could use a strengthening of their soul? Anybody? I know this chat will let me know. A deep connection to God, even just the act of calling on her, does just that. The fortification to run on and see what the end is going to be comes from this Continued connection with the divine. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that we won't be tired. Child, your exhaustion is justified. But what I am saying to you is that you don't have to try to pull water from an empty well. There is a different connection point within you that can strengthen you, ground you, invigorate you, embolden you, you just have to call. Call on God like the psalmist did to say thank you, to to praise God, to share your hopes for the future. Call on God like Anne said when you need help or are so awestruck you don't know what to say. Call on God like Stevie said just to say I love you, but also call on God for whatever reason you want. What will be your call to God? As Jackie says, it it doesn't have to be some special words or an incantation, you can just talk to God. And that conversation can look any kind of way that works for you. Call on God through song like this psalmist did. Call on God through dance like David did. Call on God late in the midnight hour in in the quiet of a, a space designated for such a time as this. Call on God in your whispers as you ride the train or drive around town. Call on God in your breath work or your affirmations or your meditations or mantras. Call on God through caring for others. Call on God through provisions you make for the community. Whether you are making sandwiches for butterfly ministry or writing a check to help middle raise from the ashes. I bet you didn't know a check could be a prayer. I bet you didn't know bread and meat and a little lettuce and tomato could be a prayer. Call on God through protest. Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel said, when I was marching with Martin Luther King in Selma, my legs were praying. Call on God through the power of the pen or a paintbrush or chalk or maybe a little clay, but whatever your medium is. The point is, how will you call on God? Because once you call, beloved, you will feel your increase coming. You will feel the strengthening of your soul. And don't you mess around and make it a habit. (laughs) Don't you do that, you do that, you do that. And you will do as Brother Lawrence wrote about, you will be practicing the presence of God letting God breathe in and out of every breath, letting God into every activity from the most important to the most mundane. This strengthening of your spirit strengthens you. It fortifies you. It activates you and this, is the power you pour into your work. This is the power you pour into your activism. This is the power you pour into dismantling systems of oppression. Oh, to have whole people filled with this life-giving spirit in our work instead of zombies walking around dead inside, reconnect. It is as easy as a call. You don't even have to know what to say. You can just start with, I ain't want nothing, just calling. It is in that simple act of connecting that God will answer. Ashe and amen.